Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book Superfans by Pat Flynn. Keep listening to find out how you can turn your followers into superfans. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back and thanks again for joining me for this next episode, episode 36 of Steph's Business Bookshelf. And a hot off the press book. This book has only been out since August this year, so 2019, for those of you listening in the future. And I have to say, it was such a pleasure to read. So I'm looking forward to sharing lots of information about Pat Flynn, the author, and also about the concepts in the book. First of all, a little shout out to a couple of people who have contacted me over the last week to talk about books that they've heard me recommending or talking about some of the books that I've been sharing on the podcast. So big shout out to Heather, who contacted me on LinkedIn, who was talking about how she really enjoyed the book, The Go-To Expert, or the episode about the book, The Go-To Expert. And Antonio, who was talking to me on Instagram about the book, The Art of Gathering, which I have waxed Liverpool about for probably about a year now, really changed his life and how how much he enjoyed that. And that was a result of one of the episodes I shared of the podcast quite early on. So thanks, Antonio. I'm glad that book had the impact on you that it did on me. And Heather, thanks for getting in touch and good luck applying some of the lessons from that book. It was definitely a good one, the go-to expert. If you missed those two episodes or any others, you can go to the website and find the back catalogue. I'll put a link to those two in particular in the show notes. This episode, as usual, is sponsored by me, Steph Clark. In my work as a facilitator and a team coach, I help teams work more effectively together. Whether that's overcoming some of the hurdles to working well together they're experiencing, or just helping them to find their shared purpose, their cohesion, and what their potential is. It's work I really love to do and have great conversations as a result of. If you are planning an event for later this year or early next year and you need a facilitator to help bring the content to life and start some different and maybe more challenging conversations, let me know. Contact details, as usual, are in the show notes. Before I go into the three big ideas that I took from the book Superfans by Pat Flynn, let's learn a little bit more about the author and the book. Who is Pat Flynn? Pat is a family guy who, which obviously I can't say without singing in my mind the theme tune to Family Guy, who learnt about passive income because he had to. Like so many other people, Pat is on his plan B career. He graduated from college with an architecture degree and went to work for an amazing architectural firm as a job captain, which is a very cool job title. He was thriving in his career and had no plans to leave it, but there are some parts of life we can't control. The downturn in the economy hit his industry hard. In 2008, just a few months before his wedding, Pat was laid off from his job. When Pat started Smart Passive Income, his uber-successful blog and now all-encompassing media enterprise, including a podcast, YouTube channel, courses, events, and even a conference, back in 2008, his goal was simple. Share the strategies that have helped him grow his online business. Since that time, it's become remarkably easy to find advice on internet marketing and starting an online business. But what has gotten harder is finding ethical advice that has been properly tested. Pat lives in San Diego with his backstreet boy loving wife April and two kids, Keone and Keilani, plus their dog, Gizmo. That comes from Pat's website, smartpassiveincome.com, link in the show notes. A little bit about the book. Customers, followers, subscribers. It's easy to look at just the numbers. How many likes, how many purchases, how many email subscribers. But as entrepreneurs, we have to remember that there are people behind all of that data. People who want us to be a leader, to give advice and to care. In this dog-eat-dog world, these are the people who are looking for someone who they can trust and who they know have their best interests in mind. 
These are the people that if you connect with them in the right way, will become super fans. Followers may like an Instagram post. Customers may buy a product, but super fans will be your biggest supporters. They will promote you and your products because they know how you have made a difference in their lives. They will tell their friends and they will send you encouraging emails. Whether you're a shy YouTuber just starting out or the leader of a Fortune 500 company, your super fans are out there and waiting for you to connect with them. But you don't need to change the entire world to build a successful business. You just need to change someone's world. People don't become super fans the moment they find you. They become super fans because of the magical moments you create for them over time. That's taken from the Amazon book blurb, link in the show notes. Other links I've included in this episode is a link to Pat's website with a bit more about what Superfans is all about. Obviously a link to Smart Passive Income, which is Pat's flagship brand. A link to the Smart Passive Income podcast, which is very good. And I definitely recommend listening to that. And a link to Pat's YouTube channel. Now, when I first heard about this book from my friend Leanne, hi Leanne, it immediately made me think of the famous Kevin Kelly article, Thousand True Fans. And Pat does reference that article throughout the book. It's actually an article I'll probably talk about on the podcast. Whilst it's not strictly a book, it's something that has really gone down almost in history as being quite pivotal to a lot of people's mindset around how they build an audience. So look out for that one coming up in the future. Like I said, the book was a complete pleasure to read. I think Pat might be one of the nicest people, maybe in the world, but certainly in the online entrepreneurship space. I had the pleasure of meeting Pat very briefly, you definitely won't remember, last year in 2018 at We Are Podcast in Brisbane, where he was the closing keynote speaker and gave a great conversation and a great presentation on building fans and and the impact that you can have on an individual person. It was mentioned there a little bit in the about the book section, but it's worth bearing in mind that this isn't just relevant for if you are an entrepreneur or a solopreneur running your own business or building your own business. This is absolutely relevant no matter the size or the scale of your business. And it could be something that you're doing for fun. It could be, for example, a podcast that maybe isn't a an income stream for you, but is something that you want to build and build an audience and connect with people through. Several of the things in the book you will maybe have heard of before or intuitively make sense or have done maybe if you are running a business or starting to build something or in a quite a mature organization what I really liked though was a slightly more modern take on some of them but also the practicality again of thinking right what is the task that I have to do to actually bring this to life because it's not just as simple as knowing the information but think about how in quite creative cool ways to actually do that for the people that are listening or watching or buying or clicking like on whatever it is that you're doing. So without further ado, let's go into the three big ideas I took from the book, Superfans by Pat Flynn. Big idea number one is get them involved. And this really flows throughout the book is how can you get your audience, your people, your customers, whoever they are involved as much as possible. And this is, goes from giving them names, giving them the group a group name such as Trekkies, obviously, which has already been taken. You can't use that one, but it's an incredibly powerful way of creating community is to give a group a name. Now, sometimes the group will come up with their own name. So Believers is probably a good example of that or bad example, depending on your stance on Justin Bieber. That's another pod- podcast episode altogether. Through to Fire Nation, which is John Lee Dumas's group name that he gave his his audience. There's other ways that are more extreme in terms of audience participation. And there's a great example in the book, which was pretty cool because I was actually at the event that they talk about was 
when the Foo Fighters played Brisbane in 2018, which I, like I said, I was at that concert and saw Joey come up on stage to play Monkey Wrench with them as a result of him holding up a poster saying, can I play Monkey Wrench with you? It was pretty cool. Now, it was one of those things that me, being me, I really cringed when it happened. I was like, oh God, this is going to be terrible. But actually, it was very cool. And you just saw the impact that had on Joey. And it started a bit of a trend. Clearly, it went viral online. And it was that cool moment of thinking of also not just connecting with Joey. Obviously, he had the biggest impact or it had the biggest impact on him. But everyone who was there, when they saw it going viral all around the world and people sharing it, it's that cool moment going, yeah, I was there. I saw that. I saw that actually happen. And that was the start of Dave Grohl bringing up young kids in particular from the crowd to actually play with them in various other concerts as well. There's other smaller scale way- ways of getting people involved. So, for example, polls or surveys asking people to shape your direction of your organization, your business, your product, your service, whatever it is. You see this a lot on social media in particular. But it's something that's really easy to forget or to think about in quite a clinical way around when you only need it to happen rather than a way of simply just sometimes getting some engagement. Now, this isn't about just putting your new logo or four versions of your new logo up on a large Facebook group just really to sell or promote your business. It's on the guise that you're rebranding, which is pretty cringe when you see people do that. But it's thinking about how you can actually connect in a meaningful way with the people in your business or around your business. There was also some other fun examples such as challenges. Pat does a challenge with his audience or has done a challenge in the past around getting 100 new email subscribers in three days. There's also longer term challenges that you can do and you can see that in in other examples. And also focus groups. So Pat shared in the book that he actually each month speaks to 10, you know, for 15 minutes, just one-on-one, speaks to 10 new email subscribers to find out a little bit more about what they signed up for, what they're struggling with at the moment, which also then helps him pick the, the language to use, which come, is really important when you're talking about solving people's problems. You need to use the language that they are using to describe the problem. So big idea number one is get them involved. Think about new creative ways that you can ask your audience to help build your business and shape what you're doing. Big idea number two is remember the lemons. This is probably my favorite idea from the book. It's about remembering the small things that matter. Pat shares an example of when he used to be a waiter in a a restaurant a few number of years ago now when he was studying and how this regular customer started coming in. And this customer would always ask for three lemons. I assume he meant three slices of lemon, by the way. Pat, if you're listening, let me know because three lemons with a drink seems excessive. Anyway, I assume it was three slices of lemon. And he was very specific about that. So Pat started to learn these things and would do them automatically. So as soon as the guy came in, Pat would sit him at his favorite table. He would ask him if he wanted his usual because he started to learn what what the guy often ordered. And he'd always bring the drink with three lemons or slices of lemon. I'm still unsure on that. This drives loyalty. And just that being seen, the power of being seen, the power of that recognition is so critical for building an audience and building people who will come back to you. Now, that guy started to then ask for Pat personally whenever he came into the restaurant, which was about once a week. And he would always ask for Pat. And if Pat was working, he'd always get to serve him. And the tips obviously reflected the amount of effort and time and attention that Pat gave this particular client. This really appealed to me because this is something I really love to do. And I'm quite lucky that I have quite a good memory, which I always put down to the fact that I don't drink and I don't have children. So, (laughs) which I think one of those sometimes leads to the other both ways around, both way around. But 
it's an important thing to think about how you can maybe outsource your memory if unfortunately that is not one of your strong suits. But remembering those little things, has someone got an event coming up in their personal life, in their professional life that you can just drop them a message, say, hey, hope this goes well or hope that event went well or whatever it is that's going on for them. Those little things go a long way. And if you're in a service provider environment, such as as I am in consulting, and you have clients that you get to know quite well, you get to build up this little, little bank in your mind of all the things that are going on for that person. And you get to leverage those. I quite do like to do this with books. So if I hear someone mention a topic that they want to know more on, or just even if it's just in passing, I'll often send them a book and say, hey, I thought this might be useful to you. I've, you know, I read it and this is what I got from it. And when you mention this, you know, just using those small things that make people feel seen and heard and appreciated. Like I said, you can outsource your memory. So if someone mentions something, scribble it down once you've left the meeting or afterwards and set a reminder. And I do this as well. Whilst I do have a relatively good memory, there's only so many things that a human can remember. So I will set myself reminders, particularly if there's something coming up in a couple of days or weeks or months that I might otherwise forget. I will set myself a reminder to drop that person a message, send them a quick note, send them a little video message, whatever it is, to congratulate them, wish them luck. Now, all of this is done with a service mentality, and that's probably a good point just to step back on this whole book. This is not a very gratuitous, sales, pushy book at all, which is great. All of this is done in and laid out in a way of creating service, creating value, and creating more meaningful, deep connections. So big idea number two, remember the lemons. Big idea number three links really nicely to big idea number two is make it personal. Pat talks a lot about the individual, learning about the individual. Now, even if you're in a B2B business, as I am as well, you're still working with humans. You're still working with a contact or a couple of contacts. You absolutely can make it personal. And there's so much technology available now to do that and to do it really well. So this isn't more mass communication, but these are the little touches that help take people from passers-by almost liking something that you post through to people who are engaging and connected with your content, your message, your values, your offering, whatever it is you do. Videos and voice memos are great ways of doing that because it's a much more human and personal connection than something that's written. And also it's unexpected. People don't expect to receive a video, a personalized video from them when they sign up and buy something or when they join your mailing list, whatever it happens to be. So how can you generate a more personal connection? It's a really important thing to think about and reflect on for your business. How could you do that? Because it will be possible. Even if you sell widgets and gadgets to big companies, there will be some way that you can make that more personal. I like the analogy that Pat uses in the book around this, that he uses voice and video messages quite often because At the moment, that is how email was in probably the early 90s. When you had the little ping, you've got mail. It was unexpected, like, oh, someone sent me something. Whereas now, (laughs) it does our heads in because we get so much email. However, video is probably still in that earlier stage because people aren't being sent video messages all the time. I mean, who knows? Maybe after this book, they will. And maybe it will get that way as video does take off and become a more mainstream medium. But until then, let's make the most of it. That was big idea number three, make it personal. Quick recap on the big ideas I took from the book Superfans by Pat Flynn. Number one, get them involved. Number two, remember the lemons. And number three, make it personal. One of the other ways I thought about using this book and a lot of the messages in here was with your team. Now, maybe that's just because this is usually on my mind from a culture and 
team building perspective, but a lot of these things are equally relevant if you want to build super fans in your own team. And not in a weird way that you've got favorites or something like that that can definitely backfire, but how can you create that more personal connection? How can you remember those little details about someone in your team and send them a message, send them a note? And equally, how can you get them involved? How can you help them shape the direction of your team, of the organization, the business, whatever the context is for the future? Really great way and really powerful way of engaging your team in your business. If you've read this book, I'd love to hear what you've been implementing and how you've been using this. I've certainly taken lots of ideas away for the podcast, but also my facilitation and team coaching business as well to think about how I can better engage and connect with some of my clients, followers, etc. And if you're already one of my super fans, Beck, Susie, I'm looking at you. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate people who do share the episodes. All the contact details, as usual, are in the show notes. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading. <laughs>